You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Four interest-free payments of 162.50 Canadian. Interest-free? Yeah. Oh, you had me at hello. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! Apparently, Brazilian Tide, people do care about the two and out cfl podcast we're actually right now seeing more downloads than we've ever gotten before so thank you for that the cfl is getting pretty darn good ratings considering they've been gone for an Mm -hmm. entire year so people do care about canadian football and whatever nonsense we bring to the table i'm travis cura he is brazilian ty we're a part of the alberta podcast network locally grown community supported how you feeling buddy um, once I finally dragged my sorry ass out of bed and cowboyed up and had some toast and peanut butter and a Gatorade, I feel surprisingly better. There you go. The sweet, sweet mRNA side effects lifted by Gatorade yeah. and peanut butter and toast. Yeah. And it, there was like a lot of peanut butter. <laughs> Dude, when I... I don't skimp. I don't skimp. When I have peanut butter toast... <laughs> It's like, would you like some bread with that? Yeah. Yeah. And the best part is like the the piece on the bottom is the best because you had the four you had the three pieces on top of it, so it's just been melting all the peanut butter on that last one. So it's like nice and runny. Oh, it's so good. Man, you had like a peanut butter big Mac. That's what I'm hearing. Well, I I didn't eat them all at once. Okay, okay. <laughs> not, okay. not an animal. What's your brand? Oh, peanut butter is craft. Yeah, a true Canadian. Well, I mean, <laughs> gotta shop local. That and it's way better than any of the other peanut butters. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I some other peanut butters might have less sugar. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But the sugar I've I've had sugar free peanut butter, and it is the second worst thing I've ever put in my body. <laughs> What's the worst? Expired Percocets. <laughs> Like I don't even want to go into the sponsor, but let's let's do it. I don't know how to go. <laughs> don't know how to segue that. No, not that one. Oh man! If you're noticing some cold drafts in your place, flickering lights, where's that leak coming from? If you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Roomies Ask a Home Inspector service can help you. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Roomy will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help. That's me. Every single thing that goes wrong. <laughs> I I had to go and help a 38-year-old friend of mine change out the light fixture in his bathroom. When I told my dad, he's like, how old is this guy? I was like, well, 38. He's like, and he can't do that? No. <laughs> He's like, mm. See, I wouldn't There's even have you the... I wouldn't want to admit that to a friend, but I would admit it to Rumi because I, I trust that yeah. they would not out me. He's like doctor, patient, <laughs> confidentiality. 
Like it all started when he flipped the wrong breaker, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to do everything. <laughs> Visit roomy.ca. That's R-U-M-I dot C-A. You can book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today. In the Huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast. All right, Ty. Well, I, I guess we start the show today with some sadder news. We got the news that Bob Wettenhall... Or former owner of the Montreal Alouettes passed away at the age of 86. And man, he sure loved his, loved his Alouettes. And with all of the tributes coming in right now, he is the reason that there is still professional football in Montreal as we speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, 100%. When he took over that team, they were bleeding money. They owed people money that they could not pay. He comes in and he took on all the debt and all the payments and and he made sure that the team was viable and that those people, those people and companies and whatever had to be paid. And he made sure that this team was able to keep operating. And like you said, without him, there's no, there's no Alouettes right now. I don't think. Big help from obviously the, the trio of Anthony Calvillo, Mark Tressman and Jim Pop and uh, Wetton Hall right yep. from the top going on down. You can read the article in the Montreal Gazette that Herb Zerkowski put together. I posted it up on the Two and Out Facebook page if you want to read through that. But uh, Bob Wetton Hall, remembered today for his contributions to the CFL and the Alouettes. Join Two and Out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. And show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. Oh, boy. The games are going to be fun again this weekend. And I always need to remember in my head, Ty, that it's really hard to beat a football team Two weeks in a row. <laughs> and it can be. It can be. You're right. And, you know, sometimes those Labor Day games are just just what they are, an anomaly. Sometimes you get a Rocky mm-hmm. Butler. Sometimes you get <laughs> whatever. So uh, and sometimes these rematches can bring the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes these rematches are complete opposites of the game we exactly. just watched. Like you, you could see, you know, one team gets smashed one week and then the exact opposite happens the next week. And that's why we love this league. You'd think in a nine team league, you'd be able to predict, predict the Grey Cup champ every year. No, no. no. <laughs> I just know that Ottawa's we not going to win it. <laughs> we can't even pick above 500 for the first five weeks. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that says more about us than the league. Who knows? Ah, um, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> The Toronto Argonauts are three-and-a-half-point dogs as they host the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Already, Ryan Dinwiddie, the head coach of the Argos, putting it to bed, saying Nick Arbuckle has been named the starter for Friday night football. Is it the right decision, Brazilian tie? I don't know if it really matters the way that my club Bethel Thompson has performed and Nick Arbuckle performed last week. I think it's kind of just let him get back on the horse because – you have to figure out who's your starter, and if you keep flip-flopping, then it's you're not getting any further ahead. Uh, I don't know if Nick Arbuckle's starting starting sample size was so small in Calgary that you know, and teams decided they wanted him, which fair enough. 
but they can't be surprised when they get outcomes like this. Yeah, and Arbuckle is clearly the guy at this point in time that they want mm-hmm. going forward. It would just I, I, oh for sure just not make sense if they were just going to keep flip yeah. back and forth with him. You just got to ride or die with Arbuckle for the rest of the season, and yeah. he does have a pretty good supporting cast around him. But mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, BMO Field is a little more friendlier. <laughs> to the Argos than Tim Hortons field was because it just it didn't start well on Labor Day and they they can't afford to get behind the eight ball at all here. No, and especially against this Hamilton team now who seems to have gotten into their stride a little more. Uh, if you get behind early, that's just going to snowball on you, I think. And the short turnaround, Monday and then Friday? Yeah. There's not really all that much practicing going on here. <laughs> you just got to get out there. I'd be surprised there. if there's any. You just need to get out there and do it. <laughs> they, they they haven't had a practice report come out. So yeah, yeah. So Ricky Collins ended up missing the last game, and uh, that ended up helping out Daniel Braverman. He's an intrigue. Like I just in general look at the fantasy prices this week. If you're playing, mm-hmm. it's getting crazy. The, the quarterback prices—they're yeah. all off the charts. Um, there's only two quarterbacks: Dominic Davis and well, Jake Mayer Zach and uh, Zach Kalaros that are under ten thousand dollars. So yeah, <laughs> and if you want a starting running back, that's going to cost you as well. Daniel Braverman mm-hmm. is still just twenty six hundred and forty six dollars. He intrigues me. He he really does. He had double digit uh, points last week. Can he keep that going this week? He had a nice game against Winnipeg in week two when he had eight catches for fifty yards. Maybe he can factor in this week against the Ticats. Uh, great minds think alike, Travis. I think we'll get to that when we talk about our lineups. But, you know, with Ricky Collins not playing, that bumps Braverman up the depth chart. And he's returning kicks, too. So you're getting the bonus points uh, from that side as well. And DJ Foster, he had an impact also in uh, in the Labor Day game against Hamilton, five catches, 38 yards, three carries, 14 yards. That's uh, good enough for double digits. And at running back when it's also getting expensive and he's just $3,500, it looks like a guy that they definitely want to get involved in the offense more going forward. And at this point, it's just that, you know, a few marquee guys and then a bunch of lottery tickets. Yeah, that's what it's turned into. We thought John White was basically just going to run away with that starting job and have the bulk of the carries. So we didn't know who any of these other guys were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, DJ Foster has that huge game, and that just kind of turned the situation upside down. If teams are going to you know, do the running back by committee, it's going to get real hard to pick guys because they're gonna, the guys that are going to get the bulk of the carries are going to be so damn expensive. And, of course, Eric Rogers is the guy that Nick Arbuckle is looking to in the red zone if, of course, they can get to the red zone. <laughs> which, which really surprises nobody, I would think. <laughs> not that not them getting to the red zone. I mean that he would be the target there. Right, exactly. The, the guy, is, he was reliable for Bo Levi Mitchell in, a, in the end mm-hmm. zone. That's just where he makes his dough, and Arbuckle's yep. going to rely on those veteran hands. The Hamilton defense has really come together now that they're mostly healthy especially on the defensive line <laughs> with the big three there Jagera Davis yeah. Dylan Wynn Ted Laurent 
I know they've given up over five yards of carry on the ground, but it looks like they're just going to be able to push that average down as the season goes on here. Yeah, I think they've kind of started to gel. And to that, like you said, over five yards of carry, but that's going to come down. Teams are going to have to start throwing it more, and you still have Frankie Williams and Jamal Rowland, guys like that, Tunde and Delike in that secondary that can still make plays. So like when it's a Hamilton-Winnipeg Grey Cup again, nobody should be surprised. <laughs> as for Hamilton... That dreaded running back by committee. You know, they, they they don't really seem to be committed to the run at all. They seem to be doing the sweeps again with, you know, Brandon yeah. Banks running around and getting him the ball clearly. It's just is, Kent Austin all over again. <laughs> it's essential. Yeah, and you're right. Kent Austin didn't run the ball at all. But Don Jackson made his Labor Day debut last week. It didn't really matter. He, no. he, there was actually really almost a non-existent running game for the Tiger Cats on Labor Day. And you'd think that with the way the score was that that <laughs> they probably would have run it at, ran it at Toronto and beat him up a little bit. But Brandon Banks was your leading rusher with 31 yards. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, you look at that defensive front seven for for the Argos. They're not exactly the guys you want to run at. Very fair. <laughs> <laughs> right with the, with the linebackers they have and Drake Nevis in the middle of that defensive line, the weakness on that defense is the secondary. And when you have the weapons that Hamilton has and Dane Evans, uh, super familiar in that in that system, carried over from last year. I mean, it's, it was just an easy. I shouldn't say is easy. I mean, it, guys are still going to be playing to win football games if you're on Toronto. But I mean, it's just easier for him to attack through the air than trying to run at Drake Nevis and Cameron Judge and those guys. Is this finally going to be the week that Brandon Banks is worth his money? No. You're out on him, aren't you? I at that anything over 12 grand for a receiver? Yeah, I'm 100% out of that. Yeah, that's tough. And he's just under $13,000. <laughs> I should really say anything over 10 grand for a receiver. I'm just out on. It's a lot. It's too much. Like Quarterbacks over ten grand are tough because you just don't know from week to week. I I, I struggle with any of the targets in Hamilton. To be honest, I, I don't know who to mm-hmm. pick, whose game it's going to be. If if you yep. if you if you told me that I had to pick one, it honestly would be Brandon Banks, who had double digits last week, and he 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 got smashed on a possible touchdown catch, so it would have looked oh. a little bit better. Yeah. Well, this week it's got to be Nikola Klinich. He's going to have two two TDs and <laughs> yeah, there it know, is, a <laughs> hundred yards, and you can't even pick him on fantasy. <laughs> there it is. But you know what? If I look at the, the Brazilian tie numbers, the historical performances these players have had against Hamilton, it's all kind of hanging around the right, around the average, right? Uh, yeah. Other than. Tim White, who went off last week. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's <laughs> the mean, guy. Maybe. But like Sean Thomas Erlington, 7.4, 5.9 against Toronto. Banks actually is above his career average against Toronto at 16.3. And then like, guys like Acklin and Unger and Dunbar, I mean, they they have they can they have the possibility to have a touchdown in hundred yards. Uh, but we just don't know when those games come. Like they just kind of come out of nowhere, right? All right, triple header on Saturday. What do you think about the triple header? I I mean... It's such a long day. I don't get it. The, no, and I don't get the complaining. 
because people sit down and watch NFL football from 11 a.m. on Sunday morning till 10 at night. So yes. What's but, the difference? But, but I will argue this, that when you're watching NFL in the, the morning time slot, you have seven or eight games. So what do you think about two or three CFL games on at the same time? Well, that's just dumb. <laughs> because they, do we have a red zone channel for the CFL? No. For the NFL, we do, and I can watch red zone all day and not miss any touchdowns. Look, I don't care. It's a completely I, different animal. I PVR them all, so <laughs> complain all yeah. you want. I don't care. And, I, and I'm not here for Sunday's episode, so I don't know if I really need to sit on my couch for nine hours on Saturday because I'll be sitting on my ass for 13 to drive back to work on Sunday. You know, I consider sitting on my ass for nine hours a privilege. (laughs) (laughs) It's a luxury. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I'm sure I'll have it on at the ball diamond on my phone, but... (laughs) The the Banjo Bowl, this is, I think, the 17th edition of the game. The Bombers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Earlier... In the week, they were half-point favorites. Should have jumped on that line. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. But the Bombers have won four of the last five Banjo Bulls, nine and seven all time. So the records are a little bit closer in the last little while than the Labor Day Classics are in Regina. Mm-hmm. So far, Winnipeg hasn't done much on the practice field, only kind of doing walkthroughs. We have seen Saskatchewan, though, and... Holy man, Ty, maybe some bad news when it comes to the secondary in Saskatchewan. Ed Ganey, who had a actually a pretty good Labor Day, he did take uh, a pass interference penalty in the end zone, uh, but otherwise he made some plays. Luchez Purifoy, who, for my money, might be one of the most valuable players on the Riders. He returns kicks. Mm-hmm. He's all over the field on defense. He's been limited in practice. That- that's what that's what you get when you draft a Gator, or when you sign a Gator, you get like a top of the line player. He's uh, he's got a neck injury going on right now mm-hmm. that's kept him limited in practice. If these two guys end up missing the Banjo Bowl, that's rough. Zach Kalaros might be draft might be draftable if Pierrefoy and Ed Ganey is out. How much points does Kalaros need for you to call him draftable? I mean, at $8,000, 20. Ah, I'd, I'd say 15. Maybe fi- I'll take 15, yeah. But I mean, if Purifoy, if Purifoy and Ed Ganey are out, if Purifoy and Ed Ganey are out, that moves that whole secondary around and really the only guy you got left is Edom. Yeah, if, if you're if you're spending 10 grand, yeah, you better hope 20 to 25 <laughs> from your from yeah. your quarterback, but at eight, you might be able to beef up, beef up elsewhere. But he, had, and, he had he had twelve last week. Yeah, I guess it's big because he gets he gets poached at the goal line, right? Yeah, yeah, which is complete and utter nonsense. <laughs> oh, really? Like with Kalaros's history, you want him to be jumping into the pile? <laughs> if I draft him, yes. <laughs> With yeah, that's reckless fair. abandon. <laughs> that's fair. Real life football, no, nah, we, we need our no. quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense why they're doing that. <laughs> now, Micah Johnson looks like he is trending towards playing, and mm-hmm. I think that was a pretty big absence for the Rough Rider defensive line. Yep. 
uh, on Labor Day um, when they yeah. couldn't and he couldn't eat up double teams and the, the defensive ends couldn't pressure Kalaros uh, as much as they would have liked. It's, uh, and that's what it's going to come down to again. I know it's almost cliche, but <laughs> if, if if the riders almost. can't... Yeah. But it, like, do I even need to say it? If the riders can't... No pressure Caleros, and if they can't stop Jefferson and Jeffcoat, it's just not going to happen. No, if you can't win the battle on at least one side of the line of scrimmage, whether that's the offensive or defensive, you're not going to win a lot of football games. And I don't think that's news to anybody, uh, but that O-line in Winnipeg is so damn good. When Micah Johnson's out, it's that much harder to win. Yeah, yeah, and I guess we do now have a practice report from Winnipeg, but Mike O'Shea, he's kind of notorious for limiting his veterans, uh, giving them days off. Nick Dembski is missing from practice as of Wednesday. Charles Nelson wasn't practicing either. So maybe those guys are something to look forward to forward to here. I just see that that Labor Day win that Winnipeg crowd is going to be the loudest crowd of the 2021 season, and I'm not sure it's yeah. going to be close. No, it's it's not even going to be close. So, <laughs> like, I I wouldn't be surprised if the game's not that close. If if Fajardo was feeling the pressure on Labor Day, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it it just got. A lot I think crazier. He's in, he's in. I think he's in for a world of hurt on Saturday afternoon. Well, it I looks really like do. maybe he literally was hurt in Labor Day, just uh, not making the right yeah. decisions at all that got to him a few times. We have said it before that maybe he does play better hurt. <laughs> yeah. But they got to figure something out, have corn dogs as a reward in the dressing room afterwards because they need to figure mm. something out. Uh, going that, into IG that just reminds field. me of the discussion we had yesterday now. Now I'm hungry. The Mount Rushmore of 7-Eleven snacks. Yeah. Okay, so I had a... Like, uh, this, group, this group chat we have, just the stupid stuff that goes on in it is astounding, would be astounding to most people. <laughs> but that that yesterday from the Dairy Queen himself was like, yeah, th- this is this is what we should be discussing. Okay, so I think mine. I had like the honey garlic uh, meatballs on the on on the stick that you can get. Those are so good. Corn dog, yeah, that's the old reliable. Taquitos. What kind of taquitos? You can't just say taquitos. Okay, I usually go for the buffalo. Okay, because there's no other taquitos. And if the buffalo is kind of sold out or not ready or whatever, then I go for Monterey Jack. I can I can accept Monterey Jack in the absence of buffalo chicken and and the wedges if they're fresh oh so good <laughs> what's your number what's your four a cheddar smoky oh <laughs> those are so right? underrated like underappreciated oh, man underappreciated um the buffalo chicken taquitos the best pizza at that price point oh yeah so i get the individual pepperoni pizzas and then, of course, wedges. But I only get the wedges if they're fresh. And I dip them in barbecue sauce. I have to get one of those hot dog roller grills for my place because... That's the last thing you need. They're just better. They are better. So I just pulled it up. Uh, I Googled, and I, I got williamsfoodequipment.com. 
You can get the 30 hot dog roller grill, 650 bucks. You're losing money if you don't buy it. Four interest-free payments of 162.50 Canadian. Interest-free? Yeah. Oh, you had me at hello. <laughs> this is where we see the banjo bowl going. Okay, Ty, the over/under yeah. set at 38 and a half. <laughs> Under. Under again, hey? Yeah. Well, we know that William Powell isn't going to get the ball. Um, that the defensive line is going to get probably be able to get to Fajardo. Um, yeah, the defensive side of the ball for Saskatchewan might be in a little bit of disarray if Ganey and Purifoy can't don't play. But I mean, Nelson and Darvin Adams haven't practiced this week, or they've been limited, uh, so that kind of evens out. And I just Winnipeg's defense isn't super high scoring. I just don't see it. I just don't see this game hitting. 40 points maybe it's another big one from kenny the king yeah the week i don't put him in my lineup (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) all right the second half of the triple header the edmonton elks wait 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 second third of the triple header (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) the edmonton elks one point favorites last time i looked over the calgary Mm -hmm. stampeders the over under set at 40 and a half I wanted to see the last time Edmonton beat Calgary in both the Labor Day Classic and the rematch, 2004. Yep. We talked about that on Monday uh, when I was on with Andrew and Mike, and my guess was 87 because, I mean, that team was real good. So it was, like, well, any Eskimos team in the late 80s was pretty good. But, no, yeah, 04 kind of shocked me. So go check out the Turf District podcast uh, as Brazilian Ty made a guest appearance, as he seems to always do after Labor Day. Is that because they don't want uh, two weeks in a row of Ryan from Horseman Radio? I think that's fair. (laughs) And how much crap did I take? It was actually just make fun of Ty for an hour, and that's why I enjoyed it so much. It was, well, yeah, you only posted a thousand times on the YouTube stream. <laughs> and I think, too, they, they like to get me when I'm hungover on a holiday Monday, yeah, yeah, yeah. knowing that I won't be super angry and vulgar. <laughs> that's, that's smart on yeah. their part. Now, the Elks handled Calgary pretty well on Labor Day, and then the enforcements are coming in as a pile of players are coming off. COVID protocol here. There's a lot less players on uh, the practice report. They look pretty healthy going into this rematch against the Stampeders. I mean, if if Harris plays exactly like he did on Labor Day, it seems like there's enough to go around for four receivers mm-hmm. in your lineup. If If we get that Trevor Harris that we had on Monday, then I just don't see the Elks losing this game. I've never seen Trevor Harris like that before. I think we can both. Well, and he had never beaten the Calgary Stampeders up until that point in his career. He had the two Mm -hmm. ties with Ottawa, but never a win. Yeah. And like he said in the post game, whatever, like, oh, you want to get this monkey off my back as a joke? He's like, it's just something you can't ever really think about because, I mean, 
you just have to win the game that's in front of you. It doesn't matter who it's against. Yeah. Um, and he came out and was an absolute menace to society in that football game. Um, <laughs> well, and I mean that in the best way, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like just yeah. the look on his face, right? Yeah. He um, was not messing around. No, it was, there was no way that they were losing that game. It seemed. And I, once I saw pregame, I was like, oh man, this isn't good. But I'm like, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe just maybe he's like, you know, He's going to use all of his energy here being all pumped up in the pregame, and it didn't. Um, But, I mean, when you have Greg Ellingson and Darrell Walker, Mike Jones, Ernest Edwards, Tolliver, they come off the the practice roster, and they contribute right away. And if he does – if he has another – another performance like this, and he has – and with the weapons that he has, it's completely possible. It is. It is possible for them to do it. And it's this is not the sweep I expected to happen in the in the matchups. Without Aaron Grimes on Labor Day, they were targeting Darius Williams a lot and kind of picking on mm-hmm. whoever he was covering. And you know, sometimes, maybe quite often, he he got cut out of position, but he did make plays. Grimes gets yep. back in, but as far as the receiving core goes, why? Why change it? I know maybe there's some ratio implications there, but why change what worked on Labor Day? I wouldn't. It's like it's like the Dallas Stars in the '90s, or I guess they were the Minnesota North Stars. They brought it up in the Muddy Ducks movie where they they wore the same underwear every day because they were on a winning streak. <laughs> and if it's working, why? If it's not broken, don't fix it. Hmm. That's what I'm feeling here. Mike Jones, I mean, maybe Unlike he's... Unlike my body. Maybe he's <laughs> uh, the most outstanding Canadian so far this season. Not not the elk I predicted. <laughs> Mine can't even get in a game. Look, my Herji Myel is not looking good either. No. That's a, that, like, we, the only reason we picked those guys because we didn't want to pick Andrew Harris. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, he'll probably still do it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm still intrigued by Ernest Edwards and Jalen Tolliver. Mm-hmm. We will see what the what the depth chart looks like come Friday, but I, I don't see a reason why the Elks would change that going into the rematch against Calgary. Yeah. Now this is this is desperate territory for the Stampeders. It's been a very, very long time since we've seen the red and white sitting at the bottom of of the standings. And what a shame. <laughs> are they going to force Bo Mitchell back into the lineup here? Wednesday was just a walkthrough for the team. It did appear he was getting more reps with the first teamers. And it, I, I don't know if quarterback is exactly what's going wrong. You know, they're not. You know they're not finishing as much drives as they would like, but they're they're having success moving the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mayer's thrown for three hundred yards in his first three starts. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean the red zone and stuff, and you know them not finishing drives. Maybe Bo changes that, but I'm not rushing him back. And I'm not saying this because I want Calgary to lose. I'm saying if I'm Dave Dickinson. Bo's not playing until he's 100%. He's not even dressing until he's 100%. Because I don't want him to be the second option if something happens to Mayer and he has to get forced into a game. Yeah, he knows the system and all that. But if his leg's not 100%, there's no chance I'm jeopardizing 
the rest of this season to to maybe get a playoff spot. I'd rather have him healthy. Maybe Mayer wins another game or two until Bo is 100%, and then Bo can come back, and you might still be in striking distance to get the crossover. I just think pulling him off the six-game injured list, you lose all of those cap benefits, and it's pretty yeah, expensive. That made no sense to me, unless he was going to play. Yeah, But, that, I mean, they want him to practice, but they want him to practice. So That's the only reason why I'm like, you're paying him a lot of money to hold the clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would have had him. Why can't he just do workouts, yeah. individual workouts? Yeah. I, I know Dickinson said he just wants to make sure that he can take a hit, but they're, they're not really going to hit him in practice either. So. No. <laughs> Here, uh, Mike Rose, go, go hit Bo. Nobody's, <laughs> hey, Derek Wigan, um, nobody, nobody's taking a hit in a CFL practice in two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so how do so you figure that about? out? <laughs> Send him to Callaway Park and he can go down some of the water slides. And if he's good there, then... <laughs> Now, the Calgary Stampeders tie, as far as yards go, three mm-hmm. of the top five receivers are Stampeders, and they're sitting yeah. at one and four. So, yep. Kamar Jordan, Josh Huff, Markeith Ambles, all in the top five. So, those are your guys, and Markeith Ambles. And I don't think I could name the other two top five guys. Oh, you can. Oh, is it Burnham? No, it is a BC Lion, no. though. Lucky? Yep. Oh, wh- see, now that, for the fact that Lucky Whitehead comes out of a system like Winnipeg where he wasn't used really except for kick returns and kind of, they started using him on offense and he comes and he's in the top five receiving. That's that's amazing, especially for my fantasy team this year. So Josh Huff is uh, number one with 374 yards. No touchdowns yet. Mm-hmm. Kenny Lawler. Oh, yeah, I blew it. Kenny Lawler. (laughs) Kenny the King, yeah. No, duh. He was like first last week. By three yards. Yeah. He might be the leading receiver, and I I think two and out should take credit for it. If he's the leading receiver, we're making shirts before the Blue Bombers can. (laughs) Please do not tweet him this, because then he will hate us. Elks Stampeders, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I I just think the Stampeders, they still have the best coaching in the CFL. Still uh, the best run office. Yeah, Dave. Uh, well, and uh, Winnipeg's starting to become that class of uh yeah. the, of the CFL. But I I would think that Winnipeg kind of modeled it after Calgary a yeah. little bit. Yeah, Calgary's the OG. Yeah. Yeah, Dave Dickinson, and you know what? I don't think enough people talk about uh, their defensive coordinator, Brett Monson, and uh, mm-hmm. I think Amos knows he had a rough game in the secondary for the Stampeders, and I, I know the Elks really got some talent at receiver. Uh, I think that'll be a matchup to watch, the Calgary DBs and the and the Elks receivers. I, I also want the special team coordinator's hair. He has a great head of hair, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> what would happen if you just left your hair go? 
I'd end up uh, looking like I did in kindergarten with a ponytail thinking I was oh. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> Mark. It wouldn't be as curly, though. By the way, it's Mark Killam, and hey, he might, yes. he might uh, get himself another job uh, through the CFL if there are more openings. I know he was interviewed at the mm-hmm. end of last season. Yeah, and we've seen special team coordinators become head coaches. It's not that far out of the ordinary anymore. Well, look at Saskatchewan, and they're pretty good at managing the clock. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The end of that first half at Labor Day, what was happening? You're you're such a putz. How am I a putz? Am I lying? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The third half of the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god we have an aneurysm <laughs> uh, the bc lions are six and a half point favorites against the ottawa red blacks the over under set at 41 and a half tie this, this question that you have is my favorite question i've ever seen on a prep sheet <laughs> will michael riley be able to put up mike riley like numbers <laughs> <laughs> he better because it's ottawa Hey, I'm just saying, I've never seen Michael Riley and Mike Riley in the same room. Mind blown. <laughs> Somebody needs the Spider Man meme with a Michael and Mike Riley face pointing at each other. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Put that on a t shirt. <laughs> Ottawa got blown up against Montreal here, and they seem to be given up. Over 300 yards a game through the air, no matter what. I, I feel like yeah. I might bet the house on the over in this game. And uh, I, I go over and the cover for the Lions. Um, yeah. You know, that BC offense, uh, lucky whitehead Brian Burnham. If Durant is healthy, uh, Javon Katoy keeps playing like he has. Michael Riley putting up numbers like he can. Shaq Cooper's back and healthy. James Butler is back and healthy. This Ottawa defense can, like you said, they give up a lot of yards, which can lead to a lot of points. And they put up 29 last week. Nothing out of BC's defense tells me that they the Redbacks can't put up 15 to 20 again. Yeah, I agree. I I think this might be a, a big game for Lucky Whitehead. I just kind of... I hope so. I kind of wonder if... Javon Katoy is going to factor in quite a bit here with uh, Dominic Rhymes and both uh, Durant sitting on the sidelines so mm-hmm. far in practice anyway. Yeah, Durant hasn't practiced yet this week uh, with his heel. Um, so, I mean, and, and neither is Dominic Rhymes with his foot. They haven't practiced at all, not even limited. So yeah. there is there is chances for other guys to kind of creep up the depth chart for sure. I honestly was kind of surprised with uh, Javon Katoy's price on CFL Fantasy. He's played one game this year, or at least he factored it in the offense in one game. Uh, mm-hmm. He's already over $4,000, but that one game did come against Ottawa in week four. Five catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, could he yeah. do it again? Maybe. What One good game, and his price goes way up. Yeah. Brandon Branks has been crap for the first five weeks of the season, and his price barely moves. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> now, Ottawa's also, Ottawa's also giving up over 117 yards a game on the ground. Maybe this is the big breakout from Shaq Cooper, too. If, if he's healthy, 
and he can stay healthy throughout the game because we've seen him get banged up, then, you know, if he puts up 140 yards and a touchdown, he's not super expensive. Um, the only the only issue I see is James Butler coming back. Right, right. We'll see and what they want to do. Not saying, not saying that James Butler is going to take his job, but they might go running back by committee to, to you know, take some of the workload off. It's Ottawa, right? Like, why, why not? If there's a team to do that against, it's Ottawa. <laughs> Ottawa's practice report, it's not good. It's... <laughs> Add that to the list. Uh, offensive lineman Natai Rogers hasn't practiced. Devontae Deadman has not practiced. He's got a calf issue. Running back Justin Davis hasn't practiced, so they're probably going to give the ball to Timothy mm-hmm. Flanders again. Yeah, Flanders has had full practices this week. Anthony Coombs has had full practices this week. So there are guys coming back. Nate Bahar didn't practice today. So, like, yeah, it's just a revolving door right now of injuries. It is going to be Dominique Davis starting this game. He looked a lot to Daniel Pre- Peterman. Is he going to mm-hmm. be throwing him the ball again? Because that was a massive game against Montreal. Saying this is like hot, hot shots part duh. <laughs> Seven catches, seventy-seven yards, and two touchdowns against the Owls. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good showing. No, I don't know if that. So, like, we've expected that kind of stuff from Montreal's offense, like for them to put up the points they did. And granted, it was against Ottawa, so that points are going to be inflated. But Ottawa, when the amount of points they scored, was that because maybe we're overrating Montreal's defense? That or, could be. Or is Ottawa's defense, or is Ottawa's defense with Dom Davis that much better? Which is scary, dude. Doesn't that show how bad Nichols was? Yeah. 100%. But they have, I think who came out and said it was, I don't think it was the Jardin. I think it was Lapo said, there's just something going on. We don't know whether it's his shoulder or whatever, but he just, he can't perform right now when yeah. it comes to Matt Nichols. Yeah. So. Oh, I've got no problem uh, doing the whole Ryan Davis thing again. He's still twenty five. Hundred dollars. He didn't see as much targets when uh, Davis came in as compared to Nichols, but uh, mm-hmm. they're still using him. And if they're going to miss Devonte Deadman, then it's probably going to be some more usage for Ryan Davis again in Vancouver. Yes, I would. I would think so. I don't. I don't see why. Like, if the guy's having a little bit of success, why you wouldn't keep going his way? All right, Ty. Your fantasy lineup. What's it looking like? Um, Michael Riley, hopefully we get Mike Riley, uh, James Wilder Jr., DJ Foster, <laughs> Lucky Whitehead, <laughs> Daniel Braverman, Jalen Tolliver. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of waiting for Friday for that flex position to see if Tolliver and Ernest Edwards get back into the lineup. Uh, it's kind of a crapshoot right now with the guys coming back. Uh, and obviously the defense or the, yeah, the defense of the BC Lions. And I still have a thousand dollars or a thousand ninety one dollars left over. All right, my lineup, man, I I want Zach Kalaros and Andrew Harris. Those are my first two, and those are the guys I really need to succeed. I'm betting against Mm -hmm. my own team. Now, uh, Zach Kalaros could have a passing touchdown against or with Andrew Harris, so that's kind of why I'm not not kicking myself for not having a bomber receiver. I got DJ Foster in there, Lucky Whitehead. Daniel Braverman, and I, I don't have Jalen Tolliver, but I've got Ernest Edwards yeah. in my flex in the BC Lions defense. I got $1,500 left over. I was trying to get the Winnipeg defense in, 
and I was. Uh... <laughs> Some men just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> like if your team gets their ass kicked, but you do well in fantasy, it's like all right. <laughs> I'll take it. And, and like I said, though Ernest Edwards, Ernest Edwards, and Jalen Tolliver, they're both twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. So just waiting for the for the depth charts to come out. And if they're both in, then I'll leave it. And if one of them's out and the other one's in, then I'll make changes accordingly. Or tink, tinker, as we like to say. The Canadian Football Podcast Network Fantasy Challenge continues this week. I'm uh, I'm just throwing stuff you're to done. the wall, hoping it sticks. Yeah, uh, you're done. Yeah, I am done. I lost to Superman Fike from the Turf District. This week, I lose against Andrew from the Turf District. Do you want me to make it so that he can't get onto the website? Yes. Do you know that? Do you know a way? No, but I can figure it out. Oh, okay. I think you can do it to where it's like a locked article. <laughs> Block Andrew from seeing anything or listening. To or or we'll just get a mailing list going and just keep him off of it. Okay. Good idea. Who are you picking to win yeah. the games? Cats, Bombers, Elks, Lions. I'm going Cats, Bombers, Stamps, Lions. Hmm. If if the Cats, Bombers, and Elks all win two in a row, I'll actually be pretty surprised. You know, the Cats and Bombers, well, I had the, because I'm an idiot, I had the Argos sweeping Labor Day and the rematch. <laughs> I had the Bombers, yeah, I had the Bombers winning the Banjo Bowl the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Right? I just I just figured going into Saskatchewan, full house on Labor Day, it's just, it's so tough. Uh, and I had the Elks winning this game the whole time, too. Uh, just so happens that they won last week. And, I mean, the Lions is such an easy pick right now. <laughs> I think Ottawa's going to shock us a few more times this uh, this year, but I probably I don't want to pick yeah. them. <laughs> well, they shocked us last week, but they still lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they shocked us by scoring 29 points. <laughs> yeah. This episode of Two and Out brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. They offer internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Park Power is owned by Chris Kozowski, who has a growing and well-deserved reputation for being a guy who cares. If you're in the Edmonton area, hey, maybe you've seen him around town. He's always got that bow tie. He supports local causes and boosts local business he walks that talk with his business it's why park power shares its profits with local charities and as a new customer you can choose a community partner to receive 10 percent of the proceeds from your electricity bill like the ckua radio network visit parkpower.ca slash ckua to find out more all right there it is. The Labor Day rematches are coming up this weekend. Enjoy the games. Brazilian tie will be off for Monday's show, as far as I know. Watch the ratings explode. <laughs> Andrew from uh, the Turf District, a part of the CFPN and APN, will be joining me for uh, recapping this coming weekend. Num- numbers are also up on the website. Yes, two and out. week six. Are you going to be working uh, to get those on by the time he and I record, or are we just going in blind? Um, I don't know if I get paid enough for that. I can. I'll send you the spreadsheet. You can fill it out. Rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe on your favorite <laughs> podcatcher. <laughs> Talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening. 
Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.